This is Margaret Copeman Frankwitz with another episode of Diabetic Survival. Okay, the first thing that I want to actually talk about are the Bennett Brothers, the Bennett Brothers of West Virginia. This doesn't have to do with diabetes. This is just kind of like one of a news flash for you. Anyways, these two brothers, 14 years ago, were convicted of murder along with two other people, and uh, DNA evidence actually uh, released them from prison. So I just wanted to say congratulations. This was actually reported uh, through the Innocence Project. But I just wanted to say, um, you know, this just goes into uh, what I've talked about before is, of course, when somebody goes to prison, it kind of ruins a lot of relationships, okay? First off, I want to say um, rest in peace to the victim um, that was actually killed 14 years ago. Uh, of course, there's never any justification for murder ever, and as, as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, but there certainly isn't for people who are innocent who are actually thrown in prison for 14 years. So I'm not exactly sure what happened back then. I wasn't there. So you weren't there. I wasn't there. Who knows what happened? But um, when somebody, get, somebody who's innocent gets thrown in prison for 14 years, it's absolutely soul and uh, soul destroying, financially devastating, dissolves relationships, is horrible. So um, I hope that they can rebuild their lives and, uh, um, you know, thanks to the Innocence Project for actually reporting it because it's not something I've seen uh, anywhere else, even online. So um, this is an article. If you just uh, Google it, just Google uh, Two Brothers Released After 14 Years in Prison. Just Google that and it should be able to bring up the whole article. But their names are Philip and Nathan Barnett. Okay, in other news, uh, this is getting more into the keto side of things. There is this lady, and, you know, congratulations to her. In a year, she lost over 120 pounds on keto. However, um, the article actually said it it just didn't seem very happy. (laughs) The lady didn't seem very happy, but... Um, she says that it destroyed her love of food. And yes, that can happen. I'm going to tell you now that absolutely can happen. And so basically how it happened to her is she became so obsessed that she was reading her caloric intake. She was looking at the amount of carbs. If she went over 20 carbs in a day, she was depressed. I mean, she did a great job. She could absolutely just start her own weight loss clinic because she did a great job. I I mean, I'm not even that good. So, and I probably don't want to lose 120 pounds either. But um, I've lost enough weight to where I'm happy with it. Um, So anyways, yes, you can become obsessed with it. I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing, especially being a diabetic and knowing that I'm actually, this is a a lifestyle for me. Um, I do the same thing. I look at the back of the ingredients of whatever I'm I'm going to eat or hopefully eat. And I look at the sugar content and I look at, I'm not so much of a calorie counter just because a lot of the professionals that I've listened to, they they say to ignore the calories because 
uh, keto is kind of a little bit different. Um, so I, I guess like, like she actually looked at her calories, so I, I guess she's doing a really good job. I can't actually give her name out because she doesn't have a name in the article. Uh, but the article is actually written by Jennifer Steele. Um, so anyways, she, she showed two pictures of her. One where she was quite plump and not like, you know, like pumpkin or anything plump, but you know, she was, she looked like she had 120 pounds to lose. And the next picture showed where she had lost all, all, all that weight. And she actually looked happier when she was more plump. I know that's kind of weird, huh? It's like really weird. But anybody who's done any type of extreme dieting, they kind of know. It's <laughs> kind of weird. It's kind of like when I went into... Now, I, I don't have a full-length mirror at home. So I went into a uh, convenience store and they happened to have a full-length mirror in the bathroom. Yay! I like that store because they have a full-length mirror. So as I'm walking, I'm like, wow! This must be a trick mirror because I look so much thinner than what I am. I got closer to it, kind of pulled away. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Well, then I went to Walmart. It was either Walmart or Costco. No, sorry, not Costco. Walmart or Lowe's, I think it was. And I was actually looking in their full-length mirrors. So I was like, well, you know, it'd be kind of nice to actually have a full-length mirror again. And uh, I didn't find one I liked, but I looked in the mirror. I'm like, what is with this mirror trickery or something because I'm like, like that mirror at the convenience store made me look really good and actually I look really good in these mirrors too so maybe it's not a trick mirror or maybe it's just the same designer or, and maybe they're just making people look smaller I, I don't know so I haven't really I mean even though I feel good I feel very energetic stuff of that nature I don't feel much different so I, I'm kind of wondering if she's going through the same thing where she like lost all this weight and she's just like, she has absolutely no desire for regular food again. Well, yeah, that will happen. So, um, you know, you could probably kiss your nachos goodbye or something because you're not going to eat it. I mean, once you, once you really get going with keto, you're going to find you like eating steak and avocado and eggs and stuff of that nature. And you don't really want to switch to another food and when you do it kind of makes you sick so I don't see any problem with that and you're watching your sugar content so you know this is kind of like a tongue-in-cheek reading it I'm like is she serious she is serious and I kind of know what she's going through but it's not necessarily a bad thing so I I hope that she turns that frown upside down she starts to smile because in her photos of course, you know, she's looking thin, she's looking great, and she's frowning. And it was just the silliest thing I'd ever seen. I'm not calling her silly. She's listening to me right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But um, it was just kind of interesting because she was looking good. She just wasn't feeling great on the inside. So now she's got to work on her insides to feel great as she feels on the outside. That's all. And, you know, I think that it's kind of easy to become obsessed with dieting because you want to do a great job. You have these certain expectations of when you lose all this weight, how great your life's going to be. You're going to get a new wardrobe and people are going to throw themselves at your feet and you're just going to be the sex goddess that everybody loves. And when, that, when you know, something doesn't work out just quite what you thought it would, 
the, I guess I, I'd be a little bit disappointed, but you know, this story had something to do with, um, you know, how she looks at food now, and that's what she's depressed by. So that one, I mean, it makes for a great story and all, but I definitely would not be afraid to do keto just because of that story. I mean, if you're going to go keto, just do keto. And, um, you know, with the little cheat meals and stuff, because they did say something about cheat meals and stuff, but she said something about how she ate more cheat meals when she was on keto than, than she did normally. And, well, okay, so here's the deal here. Here's a dealio on that. Is, um, you know that carbs are bad for you. So, I mean, like, I got into the habit of eating carbs with every meal. This is before keto. I think after keto, when I start started with a keto thing, I know better than to eat like a sandwich, okay? Because the bread's going to make me fat. <laughs> I know better than to have a roll or two rolls or five, <laughs> like Hawaiian rolls or something with a bunch of sugar in it and stuff. I know to ask the dietitian, um, you know, the, the person, you know, the, you know, the lady at the bakery. I'm sorry, I'm like, can't even talk tonight, but um, I... I can ask her, like, does your seafood salad have sugar in it? And she says, yes. I asked for how many grams. She goes to the back, tells me 11 grams. I'm going to be like, well, thank you. No, but no, thank you. I think I'll make my own. So, uh, cause you know, you can eliminate the sugar out of your food. Whereas in the deli, they're trying to make it palatable for, you know, the masses. They don't really care about health in the deli. Goodness, for goodness sakes. I mean, they're putting sugar in there because it makes it addictive. So that's the whole point. Personally, um, it's a good thing that they do that because I know to stay away from it because if they ever stop putting sugar in, a, in all this stuff, then I'm in trouble. I'm going to be spending more money and my budget's going to be outrageous. So if, if you, you actually have a bakery with a delicatessen on the side, please don't go out of your way to make it easier for us dieters because we don't want to spend money in your deli. We have to pay for $7 loaves of keto bread, you know? So, um, so if our bread was ever a dollar, like what you sell at the bakery, we'd be in trouble. So, that's all. So, there's nothing wrong, okay, so the lady who went on the keto diet, I hope that, that she finally makes her dreams come true. She's worked really hard on her outsides. And she seemed a little bit depressed in the article on the inside. And as, as silly as we might think it is to actually look at her and go, well, gee, she lost 120 plus pounds in a year. You should be like jumping up in joy, ecstatic. Um, she worked really hard for that. And of course, her expectations may have been a bit different. And who knows, maybe something bad happened during that period of time. But, um, or maybe it's just an article looking for attention. Maybe, perhaps. But, um, then at the very end of the article, just made me cringe. And, you know, I don't mean to make dietitians like in public enemy number one because they're not. But the, 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 um, the author made it sound like dietitians can't stand keto diets and that like weirds me out a little bit because if a person's losing weight on it 
maybe that's something that you should embrace to actually help people like people like me who are diabetics and don't mind being on keto and don't really care about ever going back to normal diet because we're out there there's a lot of people out there that once they start eating keto and they they realize how amazing that diet is they don't ever go back so maybe normal people do but um, for a few of us diabetics we want to maintain our diabetes we don't want it to get worse okay then I was listening to a uh, Thomas Delore video just a couple hours ago about the importance of vitamin D. Okay, also known as, because I've talked about this a couple times, the hormone vitamin D. And um, I, I had no idea he was a scientist, but anyways, he breaks down the mylars and the structures and the cells and all that biology stuff that I don't really care to know. But this is what I think is funny because he's talked about cellular structures before and then he'll go into the, but I'm not a scientist, so I don't really care about that stuff either. But, um, so I'm kind of wondering if somebody else actually writes Thomas Delore's um, video cast for him on YouTube because he'll start talking about the whole molecular structure and stuff and he really gets intense with it. And it's kind of cool because I don't give a... A, a rat about science, you know, on the, on the biological level. Like, I just don't care. Like, nope, can't see it myself, don't have a microscope, don't care. I just know what I need to actually take care of that functioning of the body, such as taking B vitamin, D vitamin, C vitamin, um, what carbs do the body. I don't need it to break it down on a cellular level of things I cannot see. But it is very intriguingly interesting. I just, yeah, so I kind of have like a love-hate relationship with it. But, um, like for instance, when you start talking about mylar lining and short little stubby things that that don't defend the cells, and so the cells kind of freak out a little bit when they get a little bit shorter, when these other, like, little fighters or bodyguards start getting a little bit shorter, and so the cells just kind of stop uh, replicating themselves. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it sounds really intriguingly interesting to the point where I just don't want to know about it. But um, as a diabetic, if you're into that thing, those kind of things about myelar coatings and stuff of that nature, it's a really interesting um, podcast that he has. So, and that just came out on. That came out actually October 7th, I believe. So look that one up on YouTube if you want to learn about the cellular beginnings of cell damage and what it can do to your body. But I really respect his um, two bits of, um, or his bits on diabetes because he's uh, more doing the keto fasting and intermittent fasting for other reasons besides diabetes, but he knows about the uh, benefits to a diabetic, just like there are other conditions as well he knows about. So um, total kudos for him because he's definitely um, great with the information that he provides. Now, one of the things I thought was really funny, now this lady who lost 120 
pounds plus. I'm going to jump back to that for a minute because... Okay, if she, and if she's listening, I'm sorry. I don't know if she's diabetic or not. It didn't say anything in there that she was doing this for diabetes or anything else. But um, I wanted to go jump back to the foods because I just remembered what she had talked about. And I thought this was kind of funny. She said it kind of ruined her love affair with things like quinoa and rice and bananas and, you know, stuff that us diabetics can't have anyway, so we could care less about that stuff, but, um, because we've kind of had to to integrate that stuff out of our diet, but she was going over this whole list of foods that I really don't ever care to eat again. I don't know, maybe, maybe keto's ruined me too towards certain foods, like pastas. I don't care to eat pastas. I don't care to eat rice. I don't care to eat quinoa. I think I've had it once in my whole entire life. Um, I actually really do like eggs and avocados and salmon and all kinds of fish and uh, steaks on occasion, hamburgers, bacon, sausage. I I mean, I don't know. It almost sounds like a spoof to me. I I don't know. Anyways, I'm going to put some kind of crazy question in the community pages. Uh, that's uh, either Anchor or Spotify, one of the two. Um, give, leave me your comment on that one, what your favorite non-food is if you're on, you know, the food. Okay, go ahead and give me the food you would you miss being on keto if you're actually on keto. Or tell me the food that you would miss if you did keto. <laughs> so, um, one, I do have a food that I absolutely miss on keto, and I occasionally have to break out and I have to eat it and I have to admit I miss my uh, a, a particular vegetable that um, I could have eaten solely like for the rest of my life if you only gave me one vegetable that would be it if that's all I could eat for the rest of my life or if I couldn't have meat or whatever it would be the potato I love potatoes I love mashed potatoes, fried potatoes, scalloped potatoes, you name it. I love potatoes. Occasionally I have to break out and eat some french fries on occasion. And french fries are not good if you're over 50 from what I've read. So (laughs) I'm not over 50 yet. So um, occasionally I'll break out and have some some potatoes. The second one on the list is breads. I love my breads. I don't eat bread anymore. I don't eat toast. I don't make sandwiches with bread. I try to avoid as much as possible except... For that one cheat meal, I will have um, a gyro. I love gyros. And I'll eat the whole thing, and I I pretend I'm normal that day, and it may be the only thing that I eat, and I absolutely love it. It has probably more carby grams than I could ever even, like if I ever found out how many carbs it actually had, I think I'd never eat it again, but I just, I love my, my lamb gyros. And Arby's makes a great lamb gyro too, by the way. So anyways, back to Thomas Delore. And yeah, I'm bouncing all over the place. I'm a female. I'm entitled. I can bounce all over the place. Um, Thomas Delore, when he was mentioning the vitamin D, he said that it was great for your bones, which it is. He said that it's great for your immune system, which it is. Um, Not once did I hear him called a hormone. And that's what I've heard doctors refer to vitamin D as. It's a hormone. And, of course, I've actually talked about that in my former podcast. But, you know, I don't expect Thomas Delure to actually listen to my podcast. So, um, so of course, he's going to just call vitamin 
D, uh, and most people know it as vitamin D, so they don't know it's a hormone. And then he just sound as repetitive as I do. <laughs> so. But I would also, I have not seen anything where it actually boosts your, your mood or anything, but um, I have found that when I do take my vitamin D, I'm in a very pleasant mood because, um, of course, as we age, and he, he went into the molecular breakdown of this, so I'm not going to get this quite right because I don't do that, but um, as you age, your, your vitamin D actually depletes. And I've, I've actually done, I actually have done podcasts before this where I've actually talked about vitamin D and, um, or the hormone, the hormone D, same thing. And, um, this has actually weakened people's immune systems to where they can actually catch other things, etc. when they have less of this. And of course, as you age, your skin absorbs less of it from the sun which means you have to take supplements. So, um, of course, you do get a great amount of it out of your red meats and your fish and your, your chicken and your eggs that you eat. Um, it's in your foods, especially if you're keto, you're getting a greater amount of vitamin D. But um, actually taking the supplement's not a bad idea, especially as you age. And we're all aging, and we're all headed toward the same, the same grave. Not literally, but um, some are just aging faster than others. And this is a way to actually slow down the aging process, is by actually replacing some of, of the minerals, your vitamins and minerals that you're losing, or hormones, so to help repair the body. Now you see why I don't talk on a molecular structure. I sound so dumb when I'm trying to talk about it. So I, I just don't talk about it. You just need to get your vitamin D. Okay, get your vitamin D, get your vitamin C, get your vitamin... Uh... Oh yes, and let's not forget the B-complex vitamins. It's another immune booster. Now I think in one of my podcasts I was actually talking about how I was getting a little bit of a sore foot. Um, and I was calling it plantar fasciitis. And there are some doctors that say some people think that they have plantar fasciitis, but actually what's going on is the circulation in your legs is starting to fail. And that will happen with age two, that'll happen with diabetes, it happens when your blood sugar is high. Um, and if it's, your blood sugar is not high, it's just because you're getting older. There was actually an exercise, because I used to swim and uh, you know go to the whirlpool and so I was actually flexing my foot a lot and actually helped a great deal with that foot pain. If you're experiencing foot pain, and I know there's some people that do, and then they end up in wheelchairs and stuff because they just can't walk anymore because those um, vessels get so small that um, there's not adequate blood flow to the feet, and then eventually you can't walk on it. And this is the sad... Um, deteriorating fact of diabetes because there are a few diabetics that end up in wheelchairs and then you know amputations happen and all it sucks all kinds it sucks anyways what was suggested he, he actually um he meaning i'm trying to think of the doctor's name what was his name 
Dr. Mandel, he is the motivational doc. He can be found on YouTube. So um, he, he was actually talking about uh, peripheral neuropathy and how you can actually relax those muscles. And he has all this really good, weird advice that actually does work. And one of the things he suggested is like kind of like a cold can or something and to put it on the ground and then to rub your foot back and forth on it. And uh, he said you could even use a bottle. So what I did is I actually stuck, I actually took, excuse me, a water bottle and I stuck it in the freezer, froze it, put it underneath my foot and I started rocking it back and forth on, on, on the, just the um, arch of the foot. And it actually did feel so much better. But I guess what happens, there's a lot of different things that actually can cause uh, even swelling of the foot, such as walking too much. And I use, that's what I usually get. So if I've walked around too much, uh, my ankle may swell a little bit. Not nearly as much as it did back in my 30s because uh, just because I'm on the keto diet now and it actually controls inflammation. But back then I didn't know anything about keto and I had the swollen ankles and stuff and I just accepted it like everybody else did. I remember my mother getting them in her 20s when she was pregnant with uh, my brothers and sisters and I just thought it was a normal part of aging. But you know, this is stuff that can actually be controlled and he's, Dr. Mandel has some, some wonderful tips and I think that he actually uh, did some studying like Eastern medicine or something because it's really not necessarily a Western medicine type practice. Um, not anything that I've seen anyways. So Dr. Mendel, he does a great job on uh, explaining peripheral neuropathy. And me, I do a horrible job of saying it just because it's not technically my logo or my my lingo I should say and I'm just the diabetic girl just watching these videos and just telling you about what's out there another video that I actually saw of Dr. Mendel's and this this goes to people who may have a little bit of a poosh um I got a little bit of a poosh and it's so funny because uh it's supposed to be one of the what's reported as one of the first places you lose weight well it's like the last place my body loses weight. Like I'll lose weight in my arms, my shoulders, my back, um, my my chest region, you know, the breast region, um, and not my stomach. <laughs> my stomach might lose a few inches, but it's still, it's, it's just the way I, I'm built like an ant. What can I say? Anyways, um, that was kind of funny, wasn't it? Um, he's got some great uh, stomach flattening exercises that um, I've never seen before. Just I, I'm like, I don't know if he invents these himself, himself or if this is just something where he's taken like a weight loss class or something and learned these exercises, but it's for the lower abdomen type area. So, uh, of course, I'm not going to go into detail into the exercises. Please uh, look at Dr. Mendel's page pages on face, uh, excuse me, on uh, YouTube on flattening the stomach and just prepare to be amazed. Try some of the exercises and just go, wow. <laughs> so um, it's something that I'm going to be shooting for the next year. I want like a flat tummy. If I get a flat tummy, it'll be the first time since I was like five. 
So um, that's going to be my next project. Okay, I'm out of things to talk about. So, um, oh, oh, one last thing. I do have one more thing. If you're concerned about your retirement like everybody should be, I'm going to tell you something that I should have actually talked about at the beginning of the broadcast, but didn't. And um, that's Coinbase has recently picked up um, one of those tokens called Shiba Inu. Now, this is predicted by some analysts to actually be worth a dollar at some point in time. So you can get it at a fraction of the cost and become a Shiba Inu, a Shiba Inu millionaire for less than a hundred bucks if you invest now. I'm just letting you know. Um, there are never any opportunities out there in life to actually um, become a millionaire. You know, most for most of us, it's just a pipe dream. For most of us, you know, our best chances of ever becoming a millionaire is to play the lottery that we know we're not going to win. Or to go to a casino that we know we're going to lose all of our money. And this may not, may not be any different, but it is considered uh, an investment. The United States government now is actually going to tax um, cryptocurrencies now. So it is legitimate. China is absolutely out of the running. They have made crypto illegal while America is embracing it. So there is an opportunity here. Um, And for every other country that has access to cryptocurrencies. Now, another thing that I actually want to let you know about is I guess there's some fraudulent uh, um, sellers out there. So be careful. Uh, One thing that I would suggest is try something such as Coinbase. Coinbase is supposed to be a perfectly secure platform to actually buy buy cryptocurrency. And I think cryptocurrency is definitely the answer to a lot of people's um, problems about retirement. Because, you know, everybody's worried about retirement. Everybody wonders exactly how in the world are we going to be able to afford retirement I mean, I think, uh, what was it, like maybe 20 years ago, me and my roommate did a, an analyzation on his com- on his little old computer of how much you would need to retire, and I just kind of looked at it and just shook my head because I'm like, I'm going to need a million and a half dollars to retire just at the poverty level <laughs> when I'm 65. For most of us, Retirement is just a pipe dream. It's just something we talk about, but it's not really an actuality because, you know, we don't know if we're going to end up in the hospital and we're going to be stuck with a bunch of medical bills or um, if we're going to be in one of those retirement homes or what's going to happen. For the select few that have their life perfectly aligned and don't have to worry about those issues, congratulations. But for the rest of us, we have to worry about that stuff. And for uh, the majority who bought their homes and plan on selling their homes for the retirement great that's awesome glad you can afford that it's so sad though to see that housing prices are the way that they are in certain parts of the country um and not others but you know it's okay so uh definitely check look into cryptocurrency if 
you, you're going to need a whole lot of money really quickly and plan on retiring anytime in the next decade or so. Um, cryptocurrencies may be where it's at. No guarantee on that. Don't quote me on that. Just do your own research and you'll see that I'm right. Okay. All right. So this has been Mark Copeman Frankowitz. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you like and subscribe. I promise I'll sound better in the next episode. I sound a little bit happy, too happy in this episode, but um, I guess it's the vitamin D I'm taking. I'm just going to, you know, the hormone D. I'm just going to blame that. Um, be kind to each other. Do something nice for your neighbor. And uh, make sure you share this or the many episodes I've actually done with your neighbor, your friend, your relative, whoever needs to hear it. And remember, we're all in this together. I hope that you have a great day. This has been Margaret from the Frankwicks. Thank mm-hmm. you.